0: This episode is brought to you by Sourcewell, the industry-leading biz development and headhunting platform. I'm a Sourcewell user myself, and it's been an absolute game changer when it comes to crafting personalised outreach. It's not only quick and easy, but you can tap into custom variables, automate follow-ups, and use multiple channels like the phone, LinkedIn, email, and more to accelerate results. Users report an average increase of 56% in qualified response rates, and when you're using it, it's easy to see why. AI-powered tools like Content Coach and Well GPT improve your chances of not ending up in spam, something that's become increasingly challenging with Google's recent deliverability changes. It also tracks all of your activity into your CRM, keeps your data clean, and lets you know who you need to reach out to and when, so you can spend more time on what you're good at. Recruiting not admin. So if you're serious about being the best at what you do, join me and thousands of recruiters who have chosen Sourcewell to revolutionise their outreach approach. Book a demo with Sourcewell and mention the Recruitment Mentors podcast to enjoy an extra 50 phone and 50 email credits per user and this exclusive offer will save you circa £500 or more and it's only available until March the 31st. So you can click the link in the episode description or you can head to sourcewell.com forward slash demo. This episode is brought to you by Firefish, the recruitment CRM that accelerates data-driven growth. They have just released their 2024 recruitment agency report. Based on insights from over 200 agency leaders, the report offers unbelievable insights into forecasts for the year ahead, enabling you to refine your strategy based on data rather than intuition. Here are some of the stats I personally found interesting from the report. Although industry optimism has declined for the third year in a row, growth signals remain positive with 84% of agency leaders expecting year-on-year sales growth this year. 47% of agency leaders plan to use a contingency recruitment model in 2024 and 70% of agencies plan to use social sourcing as their main candidate attraction strategy in 2024. You can access your free copy of the report and start making data-driven decisions about your business by clicking the link in the show notes. And whilst you're there, if you wanted to check out how Firefish could help your business grow this year, they very kindly offered a unique offer to our community, the Recruitment Mentors podcast, that's gonna save you up to a thousand pounds, and this offer is only available until March the 31st. You can click the link in the episode description, and you can also head to firefishsoftware.com forward slash RMP a lot of founders that i speak to in the recruitment industry can often find the period from going from 10 to 20 often quite difficult yeah let's just focus on that for a sec because you're like in the thick of this right now are there any you know, obstacles, barriers that you are finding yourself run into that maybe you didn't expect in this growth period? What have you found maybe more difficult than you anticipated? I don't
1: think there's anything that I didn't expect. The main challenge that's there that all founders will find when they get to sort of the 10-20 period, because that's the bit where loads of companies get stuck, Yeah, like you say. And the reality of it is you need some form of infrastructure in there to scale. So, for example, yes, I've got three teams across the business, but it's all very well saying, right, I'm going to hire 10 people for that team. If you've got one manager on that team, managers, direct people you can actually manage, the magic number's kind of seven, okay? You found it to be seven? Seven, Seven yeah. recruiters to one manager? That Why tends, is that the magic number? I don't know. It's not just in recruitment. It tends to be across the park. What you want is if it's more than that, can you manage more than that? Yes, you can. How efficient are you going to be at doing that? How much time are you going to be able to give them? The efficiencies start to get damaged after that. Before that, you're not maximising on what you can get. So that's the magic number that that I found that works but it's not unique to recruitment there are many books written I have about a companies it. that you've in uh, different, uh, yeah, industries. different industries industries yeah. yeah so
0: different seven just to be clear seven to one because I think that's an interesting insight we found when we surveyed our customers yeah it was around like between five and seven was the typical average yeah. number of recruiters to one manager yeah and just to be clear you viewing that as those managers also contribute also have a number and also billing as yeah. well as manage it being like player coaches
1: yeah so the structure we've got and what we're working towards is with those managers they are developing up to seven people themselves with the idea and my role as i'm hands off so my role is to try and be on the business to go in and try and develop the managers that meet the criteria of being able to build but also meet the criteria of being able to be accountable for certain areas of management in terms of behaviors with the idea being we develop a second line of management so you've got two other guys coming on our most our longest serving team It's the general engineering team that should be coming through before the end of the year Main manager, two sub managers. You build teams under them. You get a team of twenty-one. We develop within that another manager, and that's how you manage to scale. Okay. And going back to your earlier question, what's the challenge with a lot of companies come between ten to twenty? It's the infrastructure. Is the is the challenge. Realistically, if you can get people that are effective managers that you can trust, you can delegate to, and you have them time after time, you can escalate it. And the senior manager on that team, that's how you get them to be able to be a hands-off director. So yes, they're hands-on hands-on billing managers now, but the viewpoint and the structure is when you end up getting to this, mm. their role moves more to people management. Me, I then move back more to a macro level, open up other offices or whatever, mm. and you've got a, 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 an operation that theoretically I don't even need to be involved in that manages itself and grows itself because you have that infrastructure. But the main challenge, going back to it, between 10 to 20, you getting that core infrastructure because it is hard.
0: Mm. So let's break this down a bit because I think this would be useful. So... yeah. I'm assuming then the core part of that infrastructure is the leadership team and having people that you feel confident that you can put up to seven people underneath and then you can grow from there. So we've got leadership. What else are you investing in infrastructure-wise to be ready for this growth? Because I think this is where sometimes a lot of founders I speak to run into challenges. I don't know what you found. It sounds like you are investing in it now and getting it already but I speak to a lot of founders who think right when I get to 15 people we'll worry about that or like rather like less worry about it when we get to yeah. that whereas a lot of you know successful recruitment entrepreneurs I've sat down with it's like you have to have that infrastructure in place now to grow into
1: yeah if you go I'll cross that bridge when I get there that's where the problems come in because the larger a company gets the more difficult it gets to be able to change the direction that you're heading in yeah. if you're heading in the wrong direction you know, when there's one of you or two of you, you can pivot pretty quickly. Yeah. Pivoting a larger company—I mean, say larger company—but even past ten people, all of those people you've got to get buy-in from it becomes difficult. So, the structure we have is to try and deliberately set ourselves up and invest in what we need before for a company that is a forty-person company. Yeah, I love that. So, as we scale into it, we don't have to make as many amendments. What you don't want is if you if you scale, and the, the, the kind of thinking of we'll change that when it gets to it you have to make a lot of change. Loads of change disrupts things. You want to have it proactively put in place before it gets there so your actual change and involvement just looks linear. Nobody notices it because it's a nice smooth process. Everything works, seems to work out well. If you try and do it all in one go, that's where you have problems.
0: Yeah, I love it. So let's break it down. So you've got the leadership part of that. What else are you doing right now? What else are you investing in getting ready to be ready to be a 40 person company? We doing anything, are we bringing your finance in-house, are you making sure you've got documented
1: processes for yeah. you know how we do things, like what What else? So a lot of it is having the documented process of what we got. So we have, we've revised our training program a lot. We spend an awful lot of time trying to train people. So when someone, let's say they're an experienced recruiter that comes in from another company, even if they're a lot bigger than us, they come in and they go, oh my God, their training is properly good. So we'll put in, a lot of companies just offer practical training. We'll offer psych training. So, for example, you get a lot of recruiters that will go, quite oh, it's a bit difficult doing that or a new market They're really challenge with it. We can teach them through that. We deliver our training based on learning cycles. So audio, audiovisual, kinesthetic, all this kind of stuff. So we'll have documented processes for that as well. But also we're trying now, this stage of where we are, is trying to put people in place that... Almost, uh, we spoke about it in a sort of pre-thing, but to sack myself. Yeah, so, yeah make yourself uh, redundant. At the moment, we I do a lot of the marketing. And don't be me wrong, I, I love doing like, I love sitting there and doing the videos and, and mm. putting content out and things pulse, like that. love the polls. Love the polls, <laughs> can't get enough of them. But it's as in, then you want to bring in a marketer and develop mm. that person on it, but again, try and bring someone who's better than I am. And then the administration, we've got that functioning already. Go so on.
0: first you said site training. Tell me about that. What do you mean by that?
1: So psychological training. What what does that So, basically, you'll have it where goal management, proper understanding, short, medium, and long-term goals. Okay. So, you're not just trying living for the moment. You're kind of understanding. If you're putting the work in now, which is unpleasant, this is why it's worth it. This is what you're working towards. Okay. Then you'll have kind of the psychological bits. So, a lot of trainees, when they come in, they come across a period which we call kind of S2 or whatever, which is where they – I don't know if you ever come across a model called – it starts off with like – Sounds a bit strange, but unconsciously incompetent. If you ever come across this term, yeah, no,
0: I do, I do not. You mean it's What's the cycle? Unconsciously incompetent, competently uh, competent,
1: consciously incompetent, consciously incompetent. Yeah, it's a yeah, bit of a then, it's a bit of a weird thing. Yeah. So we'll teach them through that, which isn't it's not unique to recruitment. It's just general kind of psych stuff that we've built up either from my own knowledge or that we've read or that what other learnt, companies yeah. have implemented to try and build it up, so we can develop those people, but. Going back, because I mean, I promise I'd be, it'd be a massive long answer if I said all of the infrastructure we do on it. But the idea being, we have documented processes, and then training and benchmarks of where people should be. So the idea mm. that when we have marketing in place, administration in place, sales teams, BD, look, um, account management, we are in a position where all of those functions work better than I could manage them, and therefore I could sit there and go, I'm. I, um, these people are better than me I don't need to do anything mm. that puts you the idea isn't to sell but if you're an investor that's what you want to see you have not to do anything but that means it's also a very well run slick ship that's what we're working towards
0: okay love that so we've got the leadership team the training which is absolutely crucial so and also your processes documenting how you do things yeah. uh, benchmarks where people should be these things You've got, as you said, the the marketing piece. Yeah. Talk to me about admin. Like, what what does that mean? Like, are we talking about someone that's always cleaning your your database? Are we talking about people that? What does that look like in terms of admin?
1: With the administrative stuff, we always have one of our philosophies is kind of simplify. So, if you make loads of admin, administration and paperwork or anything like that, can get really really complicated. So, you've got we work it out as, and if you've got GDPR compliance checks, and I'll oversee the compliance checks, and administration will then do the compliance checks. We can make sure we've got a double kind of red flag in place to make sure we're doing data cleansing That's or anything like that. But in terms of actual set processes, we will have set processes in terms of, for example, let's say we're sending invoices out. A lot of companies that I, you know, that I speak to that are smaller than us or people have reached out to me and go, can I have some advice on because we, we struggle to get paid. We will have it, and I don't know why most companies don't do this, we'll have it where if we've placed some with a company, we'll have our administration team send out By the way, we just placed someone with you. Can you give us whether we need to fill in any forms or anything to have us on board if we are a new client? The invoice is going to be on this date. It's for this person. This is it. Do we need to complete anything beforehand? Therefore, when it comes to the date, they're expecting the invoice. You've got the invoice out. This is the payment days. Then you've got your set reminders in place. And it's it's just a set process. And we generally get most of our stuff paid on time. We don't have loads of issues. That's a big problem that a lot of recruitment companies had And to be honest, it's probably something we've refined a lot over the last 18 months, two years, because we did have that issue in the pandemic and we didn't want to get back in that position again.